Hey, top fans, it's Bill and Jackson again. How are we doing, Jackson? We're, we're doing great. As promised, uh, we are going to go through the 1927 Yankees. Now, if you haven't listened yet, you should have. Uh, you should jump on our podcast. You can get it on the website um, and listen to the 1921 through 1930 season. Uh, and we discussed Murders Row, the 27 Yankees, but we're going to go into detail today, kind of like what we did with the Black Sox. And Jackson, obviously, you have an Instagram, and it's apropos for who you are. So what's your Instagram again? Uh, top Band Stats Guy. Stats Guy, that's right. That's right. So Top Band says, you're listening to this, couple things. Uh, go into the YouTube channel and subscribe. Uh, we have very few subscribers in the YouTube channel. We need to get there. Um, like us on Instagram or Facebook uh, or Twitter. Follow us on Twitter as well. And if you go now onto the site, we have a plethora of hats available that you can get. And what's the discount code, Jackson, that they use to get their hat? I believe you just said it. I believe it's discount code Jackson. It's just Jackson, right. So Jackson's offering you a discount code. And so this is awesome. we love to have you do that. So now that's the business of top band. Let's get to the business of baseball, right? Yes, so sir. the 1927 Yankees. Let me let me lay the groundwork first, Jackson. Um, All right. Because I'm sure you've looked this up. But 1927 Yankees, 110 wins, 44 losses, a 714 winning percentage, which, by the way, that's kind of apropos because that's where Babe Ruth ended his home run uh, career, right? 714. Um okay. They finished 19 games above the Philadelphia Athletics in their division. 19 games. And one other interesting stat to tell you before we jump in, they didn't have a losing record against any team that they played and beating um, St. Louis 21 out of the 22 games that they played against them. That's ridiculous. Insane. No wonder they call it Burgers Row, right? Yeah. Insane. So, Jackson, tell me what – when you were doing your research, tell me what you thought. I've got a, a bunch of notes here, but tell me I what mean, you saw. They, they swept the World Series, but I don't think that really shocked anyone then. It <laughs> shouldn't shock anyone now. Um, I mean, you look at their their rankings for like team totals and stuff like that. They ranked first in runs, first in hits. They were second in doubles, but first in triples, first in home runs. Uh, they were last in strikeouts, so they struck out the least. They had the highest batting average, the highest on base. Their team OPS was at 872. But most surprisingly is if you actually look at their their pitching ranks, they weren't too shabby. They they could do it all. Um, they they led the American League in ERA with a 3.2. Um, they threw the most shutouts in the league, had the second most saves, uh, walked the fewest batters, had the third highest strikeout total. So, I mean, I think a really unsung component of the team was the – the pitching staff led by Wadey Hoyt and Herb Pennock. Yeah. Yeah. No, and so it, all those numbers that you just mentioned are incredible, right? I mean, those, yeah, those are almost like uh, Ted Williams batting average where it's just not going to get beat. Right. Um, and so, so a couple of uh, key things, Jackson, did you know that the hits leader for the team was not Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig? Yeah, it was Earl Combs, was it not? 231 hits for, for good old Earl. That's a, that's a lot of hits. <laughs> yeah. Now, he only had 64 RBIs, but, he, you know, where he hit in the lineup, you know, says I mean, it all. He also, I have, have it up here, he scored 137 runs 
considering he only hit six home runs, so he only scored himself six times. That's pretty impressive if you compare it to a guy like Babe Ruth at 158 runs. But, you know, he scored himself 60 times. <laughs> exactly. <So. laughs> Earl Combs, too, also had 23 doubles that season. Or triples. Who has 23 triples in a season? In the Yankee Stadium. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just no, it's knowing your home park, and I think they don't call it the house that Ruth built for nothing. Um, it, it was a ballpark that obviously the hitters became very well acquainted with, and their pitchers became very well acquainted with. Obviously, just looking at how they pitched at home, and it's not like they only did this at home. They were they were out there just kicking everyone's butt, <laughs> getting on yeah. base, brown walks. So I found an interesting statistic as I was looking it up. So I, I don't know if you, you're a stats guy, so you know better than I do. But um, so I found this interesting statistic. So Babe Ruth hit 60 home runs in the season, right? Um, and it's interesting how he hit them. 30 of them were solo shots. So they weren't letting anybody get on base in front of him. Either that or Garrett was hitting the crap out of the ball and, and getting everybody in, right? But um, 30 of them were... Uh, were solo shots. 22 of them were two-run home runs. Only six of them were three-run home runs and only two grand salamis. And I mean, so that probably tells you how many good pitches he got to hit with runners on base. Exactly. That's exactly what it tells you, right? Oh, the big guy's up. Never mind. Base is loaded. Let's just, just walk four, him. Four. Yeah, just catch exactly. your hands up, just... sticks his arm out. <laughs> yeah, just let's just walk him. Um, but I was I was surprised that 30, 30. Uh, solo shots it's just like they we're not going to pitch them runners on base we're not going to pitch to them I mean there's that kind of that kind of school of thought nowadays if you really think about it uh having well being from Southern California I've been to a lot of Angels games in the past decade seeing how they pitched to Mike Trout is is somewhat comical I I remember a game I'm not comparing Babe Ruth to Mike Trout any any means I'm not trying to offend anyone but as their status as the best hitter in the game for their time. Um, I remember my dad, if any of you done beat the streak where you're trying to guess who's going to get a hit that day. So Mike Trout came up, uh, he flew out in his first at bat. The next four at bats, he came to the plate. There was a runner on second first base was open. They intentionally walked him four times. It's the same, it's the same school of thought where you'd rather face the guy behind him (laughs) than have to deal with him. I mean, that's probably what Babe Ruth got a lot of. That's probably where you see a majority of his 137 walks were with runners on base. Yeah. Yeah, and I was surprised. We'll cover their pitching in a second, but I was surprised as I was looking it up, not one player hit below 275 that season in the starting lineup. That's incredible. That's right? great. I mean, and if you look at Pat Collins, who did hit 275, his on-base percentage was 407, so it's not like he was any slouch at the plate. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, Joe Dungan hit 269 uh, with a 321 on base. I guess you can call that like the weak bat in the lineup, but a 321 on base is pretty good for a guy that you're hitting eighth or ninth. (laughs) That kind of set the table back up for the top. I was surprised. I mean, uh, Garrick hit 373 that season. Babe hit 356. Combs hit um, 356. I I mean, uh, Tony Lazari, or Laz- I don't know how you say that. Lazari, hit, yeah, Lazari hit 309. Um, RBIs 175 for Gehrig, 164 for Ruth. Lazari 102. I mean, 
if I'm a proposing pitcher and my day's up at Yankee Stadium, I'd be like, I got the flu today. I can't pitch, coach. I'll pitch next week when we're in Boston. <laughs> I, right? It's Yeah, I mean, and we got to remember that the pitcher batted in this. So, I mean, you got some sort of reprieve probably with Musel hitting eighth and then the pitcher hitting ninth. So, I mean, you had a pretty good chance of getting two outs there, but the other seven in the lineup are pretty tough. Let's talk about their pitching for a second. So they're starting five. Uh, Wait, Hoyt, 22 and seven. Okay. 263 ARA. How many innings? 256 innings. I mean, Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, it's 22. When was the last time we had a 22 game winner? It's, I mean, we've had one in the last 10 years. I know that, but you can probably look that up. Um, it's been a while. The last 20 game winner, I think was like Rick Porcello, but yeah, I think it's been that long. <laughs> wow. Um, but it's funny because Hoyt had 22 wins. Shocker had 18. Um, Pennock had, uh, 19. Um, Ruther had 13 and, um, Pimpgrass had 10 and then not in the starting rotation, but, Still equally in it uh, was uh, uh, Whaley Moore, 19 and 7, 2.28 ERA, 213 innings. I mean, he kind of looked like the, the the long relief or the closer, the, the kind of the, the flex guy in the bullpen. I mean, he finished 30 of the 50 games he was in. Yeah. And yeah. Only six of those were complete games. So he came in 24 times in relief and kind of shut, shut the door, per se, had 13 saves. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, when you look at when you look at this team, uh, and with the exception of the Mariners who won what 116 games a couple seasons ago, yeah, 1995 or something like that. And wasn't it right? 2001? 2001. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the exception of the Mariners, you're not going to see a team that was built like this. I, this is everybody was was lit, legit hitting on all cylinders. It was crazy what these guys were doing. I mean, I know there was only 16 teams in the league, but that arguably makes it harder because you're playing mm-hmm. the same teams over and over again. And I know you can argue if the New York Yankees played only Baltimore, if they played Baltimore 40 times a year, that's like 50, 35 wins. <laughs> Whatever you want to say, but you still got to go out. And I know they had Garrick. I know they had Ruth. I know they had two Hall of Fame pitchers, but bar those two hall of fame pitchers on the mound it's you know babe ruth has a bad day lou Gehrig has a bad day it's baseball like right they're the rest of their hitters are formidable but they're pretty on par for some of the guys around that time some of the teams in the league cleveland detroit had some good hitters mm-hmm. there were teams out there that could that could mash yeah so yeah. i mean just to go out and consistently be this good win 110 games in a 154 game season is ridiculous <laughs> Well, it like you say, it's baseball. You always have that, you always have that one error, that that freak error in a game, or you have that seeing eye single that just happens at the wrong time if you're on defense, or you, it's baseball, right? And so you have things that just happen, but it seemed like in this season, not very many things happen to the New York Yankees. <laughs> no, I mean. I, again, murderers row. I mean, it, 
team OPS of 872. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, if your team OPS is 750, you're pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Um, 872 is just, it's a disgusting number. Uh, 488 slugging. Just 103 triples as a team. Probably will never, that's probably some sort of record. I should have probably looked into that, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I probably will real quick. But it, yeah. just the sheer amount of extra uh, base hits. Right. This team, just not even just home runs, because most of it was was Gehrig and Ruth, but just it's staggering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, and and that was in the day when you said it in our last um, you said in our last decade series, you said chicks did long ball. Right. When, when Ruth was starting to hit long balls in the 20s. Um, but that was in a day where not everybody was swinging for the fences like you were trying to bunt, you were trying to steal, you were. You were playing the game, we'll call it the old-fashioned way, right? The way that it was really meant to be played. And so 103 triples, I don't think we'll ever get beat again. Is that is that the MLB record? Hold on a second. There's, there's a reason why we call him top fan stats guy, for uh, you know, because he can find random stuff for us, like zip, zip. <laughs> surprisingly it is not they're not even in the top 10 i mean the yankee the 1930 yankees had 110 and that's the only team really in the top group the record is 131 by the 1894 philadelphia phillies 1894 okay 131 triples jeez (laughs) yeah that's that game was played a little differently back then (laughs) i mean Laugh about it as you will, but before the home run was a thing, you can kind of akin old school baseball to kind of how slow pitch softball is played, where you got your guys that are just there to slap singles and get on base, hit it, hit it where they ain't, and then you got the the bruisers behind every three or four hitters to just kind of start piling on the runs. Yeah, and, well, and that's that's the thing about this team was you've already mentioned it, but we may never see a team like this again where there's not a weak link. Right. There, there's I mean, tell me which if you're a pitcher, tell me which batter you're seeing in that on deck circle and say, I want to pitch to him. I mean, you could say Mark Koenig, but I mean. Aside from his OPS, his, his stats aren't too bad. He still hit 285, 20 doubles, 11 triples, 150 hits. Yeah, not bad I mean, for your, your worst hitter in the lineup. You know, your worst everyday. hitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And. And right now in today's game, if you have 150 hits uh, a season, you're a Hall of Famer. If you play long enough, you're a Hall of Famer, right? If you can run that consistently. So crazy, crazy, crazy. So I just love the the murders row. I you know, being a baseball guy and and a baseball historian, I had forgotten about this club until a buddy of mine told me that he was reading a book called Murders Row. And um, I got a copy of the book and it was, it basically was headlines from every game. And it's fascinating to see uh, because your, your one, two punch, your, your Ruth and Garrick, very few days that they have off days. Now Garrick played all 155 games. I think Ruth played 151 that season, but very rarely did they have off days at the plate. You can't, if you're batting 
if you're going to bat 373, you're not having very many off days. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah, it's, I mean, they had two guys had over 100 RBIs with 18 home runs and eight home runs, respectively. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not going to, when's the last time in today's game you saw a guy have 100 RBIs with less than 25 home runs? Right. Exactly. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. It, I know Which RBIs are, are a bit of luck, but when your team is as good and plays as well as the team as this team did, it, it, it turns into skill at a certain point because every time you come up, there's someone on base. They go back to, back to slow pitch softball. That's how you win games. You got to clear the bases when you have people on base. Well, which leads to the, to the point. Exactly. You got it. It's like, okay, I'm going to pitch around Garrett. I'm pitch around Ruth. Okay. So they have somebody else that's cleaning up the bases for it. <laughs> She's like, dang it. <laughs> dang it. Well, that happened. So, I mean, I, it'd be an interesting statistic to look up and, and we don't, obviously we don't have time to look it up today, but it'd be an interesting statistic and maybe we'll come back and mention it again on another episode. Um, but it'd be an interesting statistic to see how many first inning runs this club scored because it, yeah. I mean, I, I would assume with the lineup that they had, um, I would assume that in the first inning, you're probably down one nothing, if not more, right? I mean, if Babe Ruth had 30 solo home runs, <laughs> it, pretty, pretty good chance to, to hit one in the first inning, you know? You have to be a little surprised that I, I grabbed those statistics, weren't you, Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to do my best Jackson uh, Westfall impression, right? Yeah, I mean... I, I was uh, you... I was trying to see if I could find how many first inning runs, but that's probably a a, a deep dig, <laughs> a couple hour dig. I mean, I invite you top fans to maybe try to beat me to the punch. Uh, yeah. Shoot it up, shoot it on over Instagram to top fan or top fan stats guy and let us know. <laughs> exactly. Let I let mean, us know what the uh, um <clears throat> let us know what you find out on that because it's. It's interesting to me. I'm. I was looking it up real quick, and I I couldn't find it. But it was interesting to me. Um, you you have to jump out early, right? And that's that's the that's the key to to success is jumping out early. I mean, and in the beat them, you probably have to pour it on too. Because can you imagine the confidence of a team who's got Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth on it? Yeah. You go up one zero two zero. They're probably not sweating too hard. They're not going ah. We can we yeah. can score two runs. Well, and if you're if you're a pitcher, right? You're looking going, dude. We got this. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're up two nothing in the first. I just got to hold it because guess what? If we're up two nothing in the first, that means five, six, seven people batted, eight people batted, and you're going right back into the order again. I mean, yeah. Keep keep in mind that um, Garrett played all 155 games that's um, and still hit 373. So again, no no rest for the weary right there. I'm I just, mean, his his slugging percentage of 765 is just disgusting. <laughs> 52 doubles, 18 triples on top of 47 home runs. Well, and, and Lou Gehrig had 584 at-bats. 
I mean, he he had 109 base on balls, but he had 500 and um, uh, he had 584 at bats. Um, Earl Combs had ready for this 648 at bats and still <laughs> hit 356. Like crazy. That that okay? You're, I mean, you're not going to beat that. It's crazy. Only 62 walks. Um, but well, what's old, in, only 62, you know, just, only 62. I exactly. Mean, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he got by. Right. So top fans. I, you know what? These are fun ones to go through. You're a baseball enthusiast. You're going to love stuff like this. Um, and Jackson and I, as we're doing these um, decade series, there's always going to be something that can be pulled out. We've got, uh, we're coming up into the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s where the 70s had the best uniforms, I think, like by far, right? We may have to have just a podcast, Jackson, on the 70s uniform. Oh, we'll have to we'll have to rank them. Yeah, yes. All teams. Yes. Which, uh, which uniforms do the players look in their locker and go, oh, dear God, do I have to wear that? Anything with baby blue, probably. <laughs> well, that still exists, even <laughs> in, in 2022, right? Yep. You know, but... I mean, come on, let's talk Pirates for a second. Let's talk Orioles. Woo! I mean, the We Are Family Pirates. Okay. But um, when it comes to the Yankees and the 27 Yankees, I'm going to argue, Jackson, and I I don't know if you'll agree with me or not on this, we probably will never see a team like this again. Probably not. Uh, baseball's gotten to a, I don't want to say like a better competitive threshold, but there's so many teams now. And mm-hmm. the, the competitive, you know, people complain about teams trying to put bad teams out in the field, this and that. But, you know, at the end of the day, three quarters, if not like 90% of the teams in the league are still going out there trying to win every game every day. They're, they're trying to figure something out, even if it's just for the next year. So I don't think we'll see a team quite as dominant as the Yankees ever again. Uh, I would probably rank them as probably the best historical team of all time. Uh, if you guys disagree, you can hop on over at Instagram or hop in the comments on the top fan website and let us know who your, your, who your top team of all time is. I, I'd be happy to hear it and happy to talk about it. But, Even Red Sox fans will admit what you just said is probably true. Yeah. And I, um, the, the thing that stands out to me most when I think about this team is just that there were really, really, really no holes in it. And in today's game where it's ran a lot by analytics, um, I mean, let's let's forget that not let's not forget that Babe Ruth wasn't working out like these guys were. He lived on on beer and, and hot dogs. Yeah. Right. And steak so, for breakfast, man. Steak for breakfast. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't even eggs either. He wasn't trying to get his protein in it. It was steak and it's just straight steak. <laughs> yeah. And so it I mean, it's such a different game today. And I, I don't know that you're, you're going to see a winning percentage similar to that. And if you do, it may, you know, it may be let's, the way that everything's scheduled out, a weaker division nowadays. Um, but, man, this team was good. There's also something else that I wanted to point out, Jackson. So check this out. World Series, right? Starts mm-hmm. October 5th in Pittsburgh, right? Yankees win 5-4. October 6th. In Pittsburgh, Yankees win 6-2. October 7th in New York, <laughs> there were no planes. Nope. So they had to travel by train to get back home. No, day, no days off. 
So, um, and the Yankees obviously swept. The Yankees outscored them 23 to 10, but uh, in the four games. But it was fascinating to me that there were no days off and the, the way that they had to travel. I don't know. To me, that's something cool. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh to New York's probably not too bad on a train. It's probably, what, four hours? Five yeah, hours. But, it, but it still doesn't change the fact that you played a game that day and then you're sitting on a four- or five-hour train ride to, to come home to play the next day, right? Yeah, I mean, just shows you how tough they were, and it's what we talked about, consistency and I think Lou Gehrig probably put up one of the greatest individual seasons of all time. Funnily enough, in the year that Babers set the home run record because half of his hits were extra base hits. I don't think we'll ever see a season quite like this again. Uh, Sands Barry Bonds in 2001, but that, that, that's that's a topic for another podcast. That, that's a topic for a definitely another podcast. Um, so uh, wrapping this up, Jackson, take us home with this uh, topic. This, is, this has been an awesome discussion, but, but take us home. I mean, if you're going to remember one thing about the 1927 Yankees, it's runs. Murderers row. And, I mean, to get back on our Sandlot reference from from a couple podcasts ago, and it's just the, some of the greatest baseball players who ever lived, you know, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, just anchoring an absolutely <laughs> terrifying lineup to go up against. Mm-hmm. And they're just winners. Amen. How to win. Amen. Well, top fans, you, you heard it here. Uh, like Jackson said, this will go up uh, in our podcast. This will be up on the site. This will be on YouTube at some point. Make comments. Tell us what you think. We're not going to be offended. And hey, if you want to join us for one of these, by all means, or if you think we've missed something, let us know. We'll bring you in. We, we don't mind. We've had Brian in before. We're going to have a couple other guests come in um, over time. So just tell us what you think. We're, we're available. Right. And so, so top fans, we appreciate you listening and we'll look forward to having you on the next one. Look for this one coming up and then also look for the next decade series where we're going to go uh, 1931 through 1940. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Jackson, thanks for the help. Yeah.